Thank you for joining us today. We are here to break down this week's movie news, TV news, anything else notable in the entertainment sphere. This week has been a long while coming for us DC fans as we finally have a DC Slate announcement from James Gunn, which we will get to shortly. The first topic of our discussion today here is about Shazam. A few days ago, they dropped a second trailer. And first of all, for background, a little context here, I thought the first Shazam was just okay. It came out in between Captain Marvel, which I thought was pretty good, and Avengers Endgame, which I love. And it kind of just got sandwiched in between the two, didn't make a whole lot of noise, and it's just kind of fell by the wayside for me. It had some tonal issues, especially with the horror whiplash. I was watching that with my parents and my siblings when they were a little bit younger, and they were just like, oh, we can't watch this. They thought it was going to be a pretty nice, chill movie, but then when it got to start the monsters eating people, throwing people out the windows, it kind of lost them there. But overall, I think I really enjoyed it, but... It's just kind of felt like a, this is a nice movie. It's a nice movie. I haven't been crazy excited for the sequel. I was initially, but then they pushed it back about three times. It was originally supposed to open last last mid-year. Then they got pushed to when Avatar was released, and I was very excited about that. And now it's in the middle of the March with tons and tons of amazing movies that I can't wait for. That March is just going to be great, just like June. But March is going to be fantastic. And I don't really feel like it can compete on that level with the other ones. So the first trailer came out for Shazam 2 a couple a couple months ago, and I thought that was it was just felt like more of the same, and, and that's exactly how I feel about this new trailer they dropped a couple days ago. I really really liked the music and Helen Mirren. I love that she's cast as a villain. I love it. I also really loved Rachel Zegler, the two newcomers. But I just feel it just feels okay to me. Nothing stand out. The family dynamics seem pretty same to me. And I don't really have much attachment to the characters at all. Um, I do have to say, though, I really like the Khaleesi joke in, in the trailer. I thought that was pretty funny with the dragons. And I love to see dragons. I'm a sucker for dragons. They're great. And I'm so glad we're getting one. Hopefully, it's in longer than like 10 minutes of the movie. I love a whole dragon fight sequence. But ultimately, I thought it was just more of the same. And I honestly feel like the general public will just be like, oh, this is very similar to last movie. We can wait to stream it when it comes to HBO Max in a couple months. And I'm pretty sure most people do that. I don't even know if it'll beat the 50 million the first Shazam opened with, which I didn't think was that notable then. But they cut the budget pretty low. But I'm pretty sure the budget has gone up for the sequel. So I would expect it to need to make more money than 50 million opening. But I don't think it's going to do that. I don't, especially with the movie, with those characters not returning in the future. Not at all. I also think that Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam should have been in the first movie or should have been at least in this movie. I don't think they should have waited 16 or however many years it was for them to make a Dwayne Johnson standalone movie. I feel like that hurt both Shazam and The Rock. They should have made it where Shazam and Black Adam fought in the first movie. Then they could have made it off. They could have went off and made all their separate other movies. But Dwayne Johnson, he wanted his own movie. And I feel like that got in the way of the character and the money. The Warner Brothers would have made more money if they started off with Shazam and Black Adam, set up those characters together, would have had a much better movie because Black Adam is primarily a Shazam hero. He's not by himself usually. He's a Shazam villain, excuse me. So I think if Dwayne Johnson would have done a cameo, he didn't even do a cameo for this new one. Even Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is going to be in this new movie and not even Dwayne Johnson. I find that so funny. And he produces this movie. Dwayne Johnson produces this movie and he's not even going to cameo in the movie. So he's done with DC and I think Shazam's done with DC. So I don't really have much, much care for this movie, if that makes sense. I think it's going to be a pretty enjoyable time, but I'm not overly excited about it. And this trailer did not get me more excited. Um... 
Now, speaking of new DC things, I think we just go ahead and tackle right into the DC announcements that James Gunn had. And I do have to say that I was, I was kind of let down. I was kind of let down. First of all, with the presentation, I love that they dropped a video. Thank goodness they dropped a video. I thought it was just going to be an article that they published on Deadline, which I love Deadline, but I mean, I think they needed a video, and they did, and I really enjoyed it. I liked it. It was six minutes. It was nice and concise, but I think they needed a timeline like the Marvel movies do with logos. I feel like just using comic panels with a little logo at the, with a little um, piece of text at the bottom didn't work out. Didn't work out. It just kind of, if uh, to me, and I feel like it'd make it more less like a hoping James Gunn hopes he can make these movies more like a reality. If you had the logos, had a time frame like, oh, this will be released sometime in 2024. I would have liked that rather than just off in the endless future. We did a good specific date for Superman, but we'll get to that later. But the rest of it was kind of just off at an undisclosed date, which I feel like I wish I would have had a better timeline or how these projects weed into one another. But I'm still going to break down each of them individually, and then I'll give my overall thoughts at the end on each of the, product, on each of the projects. But I think we should start with the TV shows first. First of all, they announced an animated show called Creature Commandos, which I have never, ever heard of them before. And it honestly just feels like more of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I love, and the Suicide Squad from Gunn. He's written the, written the whole thing himself. And honestly, I'm just, I'm just not all into it. I don't really have much interest in this project, especially since it's animated. I really don't like Weasel coming back for this. I feel like that's just James Gunn throwing a thing to his brother who plays him. I don't need him in it. I do like Rick Flagg's grandfather, and hopefully that means the actor will come back for that role. But honestly, I, I could not care less about this animated series. I'm still going to watch it, but I don't really care that much about it. Um, next up um, for uh, TV shows is we have Amanda Waller TV show, which I just got to say, first of all, I love Viola Davis's Waller, and I really loved The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. I thought Peacemaker was pretty good. Nothing too crazy or notable about it for me, but I thought it was pretty good. James Gunn always makes pretty good stuff or stuff that I really love. But um, I'll touch on this later, but I really wanted a whole reboot of the DCC. The DCU, excuse me. I really wanted a whole reboot of the DCU, not picking and choosing which things we have, which is what Amanda Waller's staying around, the Peacemaker crew staying around. I just wish we had started over. So that's kind of lowered my excitement for this, for this show. Next up, we have Booster Gold, which I am not familiar with at all. But he kind of seems like the Deadpool of DC, where a future hero comes back and he's taken advantage. He's he admires the heroes like we do, and I'm not entirely sure about the whole story. But I would love to see Chris Pratt here. That's kind of in the fan casting going around, which I would totally be on. Yeah, I love that. But it kind of feels like Wonder Man, Wonder Man from Marvel might beat them to the punch as this kind of meta commentary set in set in California, bright colors. I feel like that's kind of in the similar vein to it. I feel like. Marvel might already beat them to punches. They have already cast it. But I'm still optimistic overall about the show. I think I think it's going to be pretty good. Next up are the two shows that I'm so excited they're making. First up is Paradise Lost. It seems right up HBO's alley. It's like Game of Thrones, but on Themyscira with the Amazonians. I am all in. I am all in. I love this. I'm ready for some people stabbing each other in the back. I'm ready for some some warrior some i'm ready for some amazon action sequences which they always had great action action sequences in the wonder woman films and i'm so excited for this one the one drawback i have is that wonder woman's not going to be in it and she that i know of she might show up later but i'm not sure but i think there's more commentary on the whole dcu at this point but we have a superman a batman movie coming 
but there's no Wonder Woman. I feel like they should have had either a Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman film or had her have a bigger part in the Paradise Lost. I feel like you need that that trilogy. The, I mean, the trilogy of characters is what they needed. But I'm very excited about this Paradise, Paradise Lost show. And then finally for the TV shows, they're making Lanterns. I am very excited about this one. This could pave the way for the entire DC universe. I'm so excited. I love that they're using Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, the two most in, m- most popular and definitely the best lanterns. It's much better than the previous HBO series they were going to do with the other lanterns. I'm so glad that got canned and that they're doing this one. I hope they didn't say they were setting it on Earth. They said they were setting the story on Earth, and I hope we still get some space scenes. Because I, when you say Green Lantern, I want some space a, space action sequences. So hopefully they have enough budget for that show. Which I mean, look at the quality of House of the Dragon, and Last of Us. I think they can think they can manage it. But back to the show being set on Earth, it's going to show them to investigating something we don't know much about it. But I feel like what they uncover is going to pave the way for the rest of the movies. I think it could change the world. And maybe they're discovering about the Authority, which is an upcoming movie. Or maybe, I don't know, it's going to set up something that could lead to the culmination of this entire chapter. And then, let's get started with the movies, okay? That was the shows. My most anticipated shows are definitely Lanterns and Paradise Lost. Booster Gold and Waller, I'm pretty excited for. And then Creature Commandos, I have no opinion on it. I'm just, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not excited for it at all. Maybe it'll win me over with the trailer. I do love me some Harley Quinn animated series, so maybe this can be on the same level as that. All right, for the movies, let's start with the main one. Superman Legacy, coming July 2025. I am so excited that they're starting off their series with a Superman that is going to be happy, that's going to be positive, not like Henry Cavill brooding all over the place. I am so excited. Casting is essential here, and with Gunn writing it, I'm fully on board. I want it to be more like Superman the Anime Series from the 90s. I'm very excited. I hope it's like that. And James Gunn had already said that Superman is trying to be kind in a world without kindness. And I think that's a perfect way to start the character, especially if we'll have to fight the upcoming authority, which they're getting their own film. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I think this will set the tone for the rest of the DC universe. And I think they're going to nail it right on the head with the Superman movie. I am very excited. Next up is The Brave and the Bold. This is a Batman film that is based on the comic with Damian Wade, who will be our Robin. And I'm pretty excited about this one. I don't know. I just, I haven't read the comic personally, so I don't know how amazing it is, but I'm excited that we're actually going to get a Robin live action. I think they can make, I think James Gunn can make this work as long as it's like, not like a 10 year old assassin that's going around. Batman adopts a 10 year old assassin. I'm just, I'm not all the way into that, but the other ones I could be pretty excited about. And what has me most excited about this film is that it will incorporate the entire Bat family. Hopefully this means Harley Quinn, Batgirl, Nightwing, and others, but I think they can do, I think they can do well with this entire Bat family. I can't wait to see them all in live action, interacting with each other, not all off in their separate, fear, separate spheres. But I do have some discrepancy, discrepancies with this project. I'm still not confident in having multiple Jokers, Batman, Harleys on screen at the same time, even though they're in DC Elseworlds. I'm still not confident in it. I just want to pick one that I fall in love with. One one version of Batman, one version of Joker, one version of Harley Quinn, and I want to focus on those. Yeah. Next up, I have The Authority, which I have never heard of this group before the announcement, but it seems to be along the same lines as The Boys, which I love that TV show, but honestly, I feel like they've covered that ground pretty well at this point. 
And I don't really think we need a whole movie dedicated to that type of anti-hero group that's taking more of a violent action to, to face the criminals. But I still have, I'm still excited for this movie. I think if they get this movie right, they could have an epic culmination with Superman fighting the authority, which I'd be all there for. So I think this movie being great would make the Superman character even better. And then we also have a horror movie coming from the DC Universe, Swamp Thing, which I have to say, first of all, they have tried for so long to make Swamp Thing happen. It hasn't worked out yet. They had the DC Universe show that they canceled after one episode. So hopefully they get it right this time. And it looks like they might get it right this time as James Mangold, the guy who did Logan, is doing the upcoming upcoming Indiana Jones movie, is in talks to direct it. It's also going to be more of a horror movie, James Gunn said, which that's exciting to me that we're getting some we're getting some diversity in these projects he's making, which I'm very excited for. And then lastly, they're making a Supergirl movie, which I was very surprised by that they're doing Superman and Supergirl at the same time. I thought they would put her off till later, but I read a little bit about this comic and it excites me so much. It's going to be she's going to be a jaded hero that had to watch her whole family die around her and she's come to earth now. And she is a perfect antithesis for Clark, who's Clark's all kindness, and she is a little more jaded. She has a drinking problem, and she is just, I am so excited. They got to get the casting right, and I think this could be a wonderful, wonderful movie. It could have an excellent commentary. All right, that's all the movies. My favorite definitely being the Superman and Supergirl movie. I am most excited about those two. I have an incredible faith, and I think James Gunn will probably end up directing the Superman movie, and I think he'll have a heavy hand in the Supergirl movie. But... Now, I want to discuss why I'm just a little bit let down by the DC announcements. I think Gunn should have done a whole reboot. If he's getting rid of Henry Cavill as Superman, why is he picking and choosing which others will stay? I think it should have been an entire clean reset. He has kept his friends, his brother, who's staying as Weasel. He's kept his Peacemaker characters, a show he's made. And I'm tired. I'm tired of them not starting all the way over. I'm tired of this soft reboot. You need to start completely completely over. The people I just want a fresh slate, not picking and choosing what stays because what was never because DC was never as successful as Marvel and won't ever be if we continue down this path. Next topic we have today is an update on Avatar 2's box office. It has passed Force Awakens worldwide to become the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. That is just insane to wrap around. It's at like 2.1 billion at this point. This is an, that is just an insane number. It will most likely beat Titanic. Even though it's re-releasing, it'll most likely beat Titanic. So I think it's on track for about 2.3, 2.4 billion Avatar is, and that will beat Titanic. So this means James Cameron has three of the top four highest grossing movies. My man has an ego, but it is justified. If he can make three of the top four highest grossing movies by himself, as a producer, as a director, as a writer, man, my, he has all of my respect. And I just got to say, Avatar The Way of Water, I love that movie. I'm probably personally contributing to it being the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. I have seen it about five or six times. I'm pretty sure it's six times at this point. And each time I'm enthralled, I'm sucked in, and I just love the movie. Specifically, the last hour is just, it's just incredible. And James just knows how to pull the masses into the movies. His movies, they can just, they can get everyone to go talk, go see the movie and talk about it. People who, I've, who haven't seen movies in five years are going to see Avatar, and that just blows my mind. He beat 
Avengers Infinity War, which took 20 movies of build up to get to 2 billion. And Avengers Endgame, it's not going to beat that. But Avengers Endgame has had 21 movies of build up, probably even more. I'm not sure the exact the exact number, but it had so much build up. Biggest actors in the world, and Avatar Avatar 2 is coming close to it, which is just incredible. Next, I wanted to, uh, to mention that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is making a Tomb Raider series. I thought this news was pretty exciting. I've never played the games before, but I am just still have so much faith in this. I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's going to be in the new Indiana Jones movie. She's going to have a. She's going to act in it, and she also has a. Uh, she also plays a part in the writing process, which I think is pretty cool. She did Fleabag, which was excellent, and I think she's doing do a great job writing this new Tomb Raider TV show. They also said a movie might be coming soon, and they might make a whole connected universe which gets me excited. Hopefully they make the show pretty good so it can set up the rest of the projects. But I think this says more than just they're making their interest in the Tomb Raider universe. I think it shows that Amazon is here to play. First with them doing The Boys, then with Lord of the Rings spending a billion dollars on one show. I think they're here to conquer the entertainment sphere and I'm all I'm all ready for it. They are pumping. They said they're going to make what 10 movies a year that are going to release theatrically and i think this is great i think more movies means a betterment for the whole industry and they can they have they have thick wallets they have thick wallets and they can put their money where their mouth is and they can make way more movies that people will love and i see them putting the effort into this so i have much excitement for all their movies and tomb raider coming next the last of us i want to get my thoughts on that episode three dropped on sunday night after the chiefs beat the Bengals, what a great game i turned it on i turned on last of us right after right after right after the chiefs beat them but i just want to get my thoughts it was an incredible storytelling through and through bill and frank the two main characters we followed this episode their relationship was amazing they had a whole scene with strawberries that i really loved and it was it was beautiful no spoilers but it was beautiful some are criticizing this episode didn't matter but I think this episode really matters. It shows what should matter to Joe. I think that helps matters a lot. Without getting into spoilers, the scene with him and Ellie in the truck, oh, that was great. That was a beautiful way. That was a beautiful scene. But I also want to give a shout out to Nick Offerman. He was incredible. He's definitely getting an Emmy. Maybe Murray Bartland too. I'm pretty sure that's his name. He might be getting an Emmy too. But I think they're going to get nominated win the guest spots immediately. They just made me connected to these characters so quickly. In the hour we spent with them, I was fully enthralled. And I, I, I didn't want to say goodbye to them. I didn't want to go back to the main story. I wanted to stick with them, but we had to go back to the main story. And I think this also points to everybody else is receiving this show amazingly. Each week, the three episodes are out right now, each week viewership has increased every single time and it's probably going to go up next week too especially since there's not football on next week but viewership has gone up and up and up and i think this shows how good the show is it is an amazing adaptation of the video game which i have tried not to get spoiled for but i am quite excited for the future of it and it's already been renewed for season two so i think this is just some fabulous fabulous storytelling yeah all right finally we have super bowl trailers we have super bowl trailers are coming to we're two, about two weeks out from the Super Bowl right now, and Deadline just released an article saying what studios, which studios are releasing trailers and what movies are releasing trailers for. So first of all, I want to start off with Disney. 
They're going to release a spot for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That, I think, will not show... I'm pretty sure it's going to be more of the same what they've released so far. They haven't shown much, and I'm very excited that they haven't shown very much because I am ready to be enthralled and blown away by what they have helped, what they have kept secret. Yeah, I can't wait to see that opening night. They're also going to show a spot for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I think, that, I think they're going to lead that to a full trailer that will drop at the same time. But... That film, that's Gunn's exit from the MCU, and I think it's going to be amazing. I think we're going to we're going to lose some Guardian members, but I think it's going to be a great, great movie, and it's going to set up the future for the Guardians of the Galaxy team. Even though we've lost most, we're going to lose probably most of the members. Then they also said they're going to drop a Little Mermaid spot, which I think this will lead to a full trailer as well. They put out that teaser back at D twenty three that just gave us a glimpse at the part of your world scene, but I think this is going to show off Ursula, Prince Eric, Triton, all the characters. All the characters are going to be revealed in this trailer, and they're going to show some of the best scenes. I think it's going to look amazing. I'm not particularly enthralled with all the live-action remakes Disney's done. They just kind of feel like they're just I just watch it once in the theater, and then I never see it again. If I'm going to turn on the movie, I'm probably going to turn on the animated one. So I have, I'm excited for this one. Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm excited about that. He's playing Sebastian, but I still think it's going to be more of the same for them. So I got faith. Um, next... They're going to drop a spot for Elemental, which I was really surprised about. I am very excited about Elemental, about these elements that are existing in this world of fire and water. They come across each other, but they can't touch. I think this is going to be incredible storytelling from Pixar. They must have faith in this movie. If they're going to put a for a Super Bowl spot, which I think are 7 million this year, they must have faith in this movie. And the movie is now opening opposite Flash which I think that says a lot that they haven't moved it yet. They might move it at the Super Bowl. That's going to be their last chance to do so, I think. But if they are that, if they believe that much in that movie, dang, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Deadline also said there's a possibility that they might jump, drop Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and the Marvel's trailers. I think they're definitely going to do a spot for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, especially with that key demographic watching the football who haven't really heard they're doing another Indiana Jones. I think it's going to be the perfect time. The Marvel's... I think they're going to save that until a later date. Remember Thor, Love and Thunder? They didn't drop a trailer till late April. And I think since they already have an Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 spot dropping with Super Bowl, I don't think they want to overwhelm the overwhelm the audience. And I think they're going to keep the Marvel saved for later. Yeah. Next studio we have up here is Warner Brothers. They typically haven't done any Super Bowl trailers. They don't see the need for paying it. I think most studios should do it. It's a way to reach a, a huge audience like that. But Warner Brothers has decided they're going to do one movie this year that they're going to show a spot for it that will lead to a full trailer. And that is Annie Muschietti's Flash, which I am really surprised that they're going to do off a Super Bowl spot. They have, from insiders and James Gunn himself has said, called this one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. And it must be if Warner Brothers is making a TV spot. Uh, this is definitely going to be focusing mostly on Keaton's Batman. They are not gonna. They're gonna try to show the most, the littlest of Ezra Miller that they can. They're gonna hide his face. I bet they're just. They don't want people knowing Ezra Miller's in this, and I wouldn't either. I don't think he should ever, ever play the Flash again after this movie. After all the stuff he's done, hopefully, they hopefully they recast him. They better, or I won't be seeing the next Flash movie. They don't recast recast them. Excuse me. And I loved it, Chapter One and Two, by Annie Muschietti, who is directing this upcoming Flash. And so that gives me so much faith in this movie. I am very, very excited to see the first looks at this. Next studio we have is Universal, who, first of all, they're going to drop their first look at Fast X. 
I just want to give some context here. I have never seen a Fast and Furious movie up until a month ago. I decided for the upcoming Fast 10 movie, I was going to binge watch all the past movies. I, um, I thought they were all okay. My favorite being Fast and Fu- Fate of the Furious. Fast and Furious 8. That one was definitely my favorite. And then I also really liked Fast 6. And Fast 5 was pretty good too. But the rest of them were kind of okay. Fast 9. I actually did see that one in the theater. But I only saw about 45 minutes of it. We drove out to an IMAX so I could see a Jurassic World Dominion preview. And me and my dad were sitting there 45 minutes into it. And we just, we could not take it anymore. And I finally finished it. I finally finished the movie a year later. And it did not get much better after that. But I pushed through it. So hopefully Fast X can rebound, rebound this franchise, save this franchise. Please let Dwayne Johnson come back, even though I know he won't. But I have faith. I have faith. They're doing two more movies. Fast X, uh, Jason Momoa is going to be in it. I can't wait. But they also said they're going to do a concert party like they did for Fast 9 where they'll drop the trailer. And they said it's going to be February 10th. So I think they're going to drop a full trailer on that. I think that's a Friday before the Super Bowl. And then the, the spot they do at the Super Bowl, that'll just be a little clip tidbits from the trailer itself. So I don't think we're going to see anything new at the Super Bowl itself. They also said Cocaine Bear is getting a 15-second spot before the game. And I'm just, I'm very ha- happy and I'm excited for this movie. I think this shows they have a tremendous amount of faith in this movie. They spent so little money. They can spend, they can spend two, three million, whatever it was for that little tiny spot. And I think it's going to pay off. I think this movie is going to extremely well. And also AMC's they're giving out free gummy bears for anyone that wants to go see it. So I am totally down for that. I'm seeing that opening night to get those free gummy bears. And then finally, they're going to do a Super Mario Bros. spot. And I am very, very excited for this film. I don't have tremendous amount of faith in Illumination because I don't really like their movies. I really think the Minions are okay. Despicable Me has been on Downward Spiral. Their Grinch movie was eh. Sing was eh. So I'm hoping on a prayer. I wish it was DreamWorks doing this movie or Pixar, but I'm hoping on a prayer. I think if I think if if Nintendo, Nintendo of all companies, decided to go with Illumination. I gotta have faith. Nintendo is very secretive, very protective of their products. So I think it, hopefully this movie is great. And hopefully this movie can lead to others down the line like Zelda or Splatoon or something like that, hopefully. So they're betting a lot on this film and I think it's very I think it's obvious that they're gonna do a Super Bowl commercial Super Bowl spot. Next, they're Paramount. Paramount, they're looking to recreate their last year, their amazing last year, topped off by Top Gun, which was which was incredible. They had an amazing year. Every Almost every one of their projects made a profit, except for Babylon. Babylon bombed. But everything else did extremely well. And they're taking, they're taking all that cash they, they earned from last year and spending it all at the Super Bowl. It looks like we're going to get a spot for Scream 6, which I have only seen the fifth one. But the fifth one, I had a wonderful time. I love that this new one is set in New York. And I think that's going to lead to so many great moments in the trailer, especially from the subway and the convenience store. Everybody's People are fighting up for, standing up for those people shooting the, shooting the ghost face in, in the head. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm all here for it. Only thing is Nev Campbell isn't in it. But honestly, I feel like that could be a bit big misdirect and she might actually show up. But I'm not confident in that. But I think Scream 6 is going to be pretty, pretty good. Next is Dungeons and Dragons. Let me start it off here. I have never, ever played D&D. It looks way too complicated for me. But man, I love how this movie is looking Chris Pine, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, I think, 
I think it looks great. Things like looks like a fun time at the movies. Yeah, it just I love drag. Like I said earlier, I love dragons, and they got a big dragon in this one. They got a chunky dragon, and I love it too. And um, for all those people out there who are citing the controversy will have an effect on this movie over the D and D controversy. I don't think it'll have any effect on the performance at all. The D&D group is so small. If they hope to make money, they are betting on the mass audience showing up, not a small group of D&D followers. And then next we have Transformers Rise of the Beast. I'm, I have faith. I have hope for this movie. I'm hoping this is good. I love Bumblebee, but the rest of the Transformers movies, they kind of just mesh together in my brain. They're kind of all just metal bots fighting each other in the sky and i'm just i can't really picture any of them separately they kind of all blended together so i'm hoping that this movie's good and not another last night or whatever transformers 4 was they did have fun dinosaurs on that but i'm hoping this one can live up to that first trailer they did but i honestly don't have a lot of faith in this movie i don't and then they also mission impossible uh seven dead reckoning is coming out this summer which they dropped a trailer for that all the way back last summer which i was still surprised by you don't need to drop a trailer that early but they're not doing a spot for that at the super bowl which i'm awfully surprised about but um i i don't really know how they're marketing this movie i'm kind of flabbergasted that they did a trailer last year but they're not doing one at the super bowl so we'll see and then that's it for all the main studios everything confirmed but deadline thinks maybe creed 3 and john wick 4 could also have trailers which I don't know how much I believe that. John Wick 4 doesn't, isn't a very high-budgeted movie. Same with Creed 3. They don't make a ton of money, but we'll see. I'd be happy if they did. I just love how many movies we're getting at the Super Bowl. It's like before the COVID pandemic when all the movies were at the Super Bowl. I'm very excited. And then for our last section today, let's talk about what we have coming this week. Tonight, they are releasing Knock at the Cabin, which I am very excited for. I am seeing it tonight at either 5 or 7. I can't wait. I love Dave Bautista. He's really coming into his own as an actor, and he is the best wrestler turned actor out of all of them. I think he could have an Oscar on his mantle one day. The rate he's going, I think he could. I loved him in Glass Onion. I love him as Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I can't wait to see them in this. I also love um, love the rest of the cast. They have the Ron from Harry Potter. They have Kristoff uh, from Frozen. I can't quite remember his name. Jonathan Groff. And I think this is a, movie, a really good philosophical movie. So hopefully M. Night Shyamalan sticks the landing. I don't have a ton of faith in him based on his past projects, but I am very, very excited for this one. Hopefully the reviews have been pretty good. So I think I could really love this movie. Next, also releasing soon is 80 for Brady. Now, I have no interest in watching this um, based on four older women that are going trying to make it to the Super Bowl to see Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. But... I think this could do extremely well with the older crowd, older women, but especially since Tom Brady just announced his retirement a couple of days ago. And I think they timed that. He timed it perfectly. So everybody's going to go see this movie. He's going to make a ton of money off of this movie and it's just be the perfect way to go out. So that's everything. All the movies that are coming out this next week and I will be here next week as well. I thank you so much for joining us today. I hope to see you as I just said next week. What was your favorite story we discussed today? And do you have faith in James Gunn to deliver? I'm still on the, I'm still a little bit shaky about it, but what do you think? Also, what is your most anticipated Super Bowl spot? I think mine's got to be the Flash. Mine's got to be Flash. If they, Warner Brothers has this much faith in the movie, they got to be showing something great for the first Super Bowl spot they've done in a long time. They got to have faith in this movie, and I think they do. 
But uh, again, thank you guys for joining us for the first episode. Bye-bye now.